You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. This is Gaia Lamperti, and today we're joined by Stefano Vaccino, the founder and CEO of Yapili, an open banking platform. Hi, Stefano. Hi, Gaia. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much for joining us today. And before we start our conversation around open banking in the European continent, would you like to tell us a bit more about Yapili? What is the business model of the company? Yeah, of course. Yapili's vision is to create an open economy that works for everyone. And we are achieving this by making every company a fintech company and enable them to embed open finance within their product. As you know, thanks to open banking, consumers are now in control of their own financial data and they can share it within a few hundred milliseconds and they can also access the payment infrastructure. So it is in this new world that Yapili is creating the race for this information to be shared and uh, for a user to be able to access the payment infrastructure and leverage account-to-account payment. In terms of uh, client base, uh, we have uh, several hundred organizations that uh, use our platform uh, from uh, many listed organizations or uh, multi-billion dollar fast-growing tech organization and also early stage company. And they all use it for different uh, use cases. Sometimes it is for data access. So you can imagine for uh, lending purposes, if you want to share two years of your financial information in a few milliseconds, now you can do that. Or for uh, payment use cases. So if you want to pay an invoice, uh, instead of going online and doing a wire transfer on your bank account uh, with one link, uh, you can uh, do an account account payment uh, and usually it takes uh, eight to 10 seconds. So the variety of use case and vertical we support are many. Absolutely. Sounds great. Thank you, Stefano. And more recently, the company also released a piece of research, what you call the annual league table of open banking, which focuses on the open banking market across 18 European countries. So maybe would you like to tell our listeners what is the relevance of a study like this in this moment of time and about this vertical? Yeah, so clearly for us uh, as a open banking and open finance company, assessing the level of quality that we are seeing across Europe, it's important. And it's also important for anyone that wants to invest in this space. The objective of sharing research like this is to show that the technology is mature and people should pay attention, should make more investment in products that are based on open banking. And we have recently seen many more enterprises, some of the biggest companies in the world, enter in this space. Um, our research shows that uh, in almost 70% of countries across Europe, there has been a significant improvement in the last 12 months. So things are accelerating. Um, and uh, in general, in many of these countries, the regulation is actually improving further. And so it's helping uh, innovation. UK in particular has been... Uh, leading the pack, but uh, there are other geographies, like, for example, Germany, where there is significant uh, adoption of open banking. To give you a sense, uh, there are currently more or less 6 million users just in the UK that use uh, open banking in an active way. And that's a 500% increase uh, 
Irovier. Amazing. Yes. I remember the announcement of the OB a few weeks ago, actually, of hitting the 6 million benchmark. Well, you mentioned how regulation is key to reach um, that level of adoption. Um, but also, I guess, from a governance point of view and political support, it's very important to have those institutions backing up and sort of um, conveying the right messages so that customers trust this technology. Um, so would you like maybe to expand on the UK case? Um, as you rightly mentioned, it's leading the way for the rest of the continent. So what is the reason behind the, the growth of open banking in the UK and how can the other countries take it as an example? Yeah, so the UK has had the advantage of having Treasury, the Competition and Market Authority, the FCA, being very proactive since uh, 2017 and before in pushing the open banking agenda. So they created uh, the open banking implementation entity whose objective was bringing bank together and uh, third party provider together and make sure that uh, all the milestones of this regulation were hit and everybody was working collaboratively for the best interest of a citizen because ultimately open banking has been designed with a consumer benefit in mind. It's not just a piece of regulation for, uh, for some, let's say, odd reason, it's uh, to have a social impact and make sure that we all have uh, better financial services. Uh, so the creation of Open Banking implementation, implementation Entity has been uh, pivotal for the success of uh, Open Banking in the UK, but also the continuous uh, focus on bringing uh, all parties of the ecosystem together. Um, it's only by continuous... Uh, focused collaboration that you can make sure these API are working effectively and are progressing. So other geography across Europe are doing similar, uh, uh, let's say, effort, um, maybe with a bit less conviction. Um, so the, 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 the advice would be for a national competent authority to be more uh, demanding with the local ecosystem in, in coming together and uh, and working for the benefit of citizens. Absolutely, it totally makes sense. Um, and maybe if you want to offer a few examples of the countries that are ranking very high, because if I remember correctly, every country has been assigned number depending on the level of maturity of the market in that region. Uh, so maybe the, the ones ranking at the very top and the ones that are at the very early stages of adoption. I would say UK, Germany is uh, in second place. Uh, even if they have significant amount of flows, they are just, uh, let's say, the runner-up in terms of uh, maturity of the space. And I would say Sweden was ranked as third. Sweden is another country where uh, uh, innovation take up very quickly and a regulator has been very proactive, so there is significant adoption. In terms of a company where there is an ample margin of improvement, I would say Gaia, our country, is one of them. We are both Italian, and the regulator has always been very interested in doing what's best for the ecosystem, but there are still lots of areas of improvement, in particular on the strong customer authentication. So the API are there are reliable, are working, but they use the journey that uh, some banks put in place, make things too complicated for the user. And if things are too complicated, people don't trust them. 
And so they abandon the journey and they don't do the payment or they don't share their data. One of the main, uh, let's say, initiative that the OBIE had at the beginning of the journey was saying, we need to standardize the user journey. If people see a consistent user journey across bank, they will trust this mechanism better than if they see different implementation in different bank and they might think, uh, what is this? Should I trust it or should I not? So in Italy and other uh, region, that should be the main area of focus. Absolutely. Makes sense. Yes. I mean, Italy is picking up fast in the financial technology space, but I feel like the regulatory side is still catching up with all the changes happening in the region. Thank you very much, Stefano. Something else I wanted to ask you is in these current times of inflation and turbulence in the markets, I'm hearing a lot about how open banking could help customers to you know, better manage their finances and could become a powerful tool in times of crisis inflation, cost of life rising. So would you like to maybe expand on this and explain to our listeners why it's so important to create that consistent adoption throughout the continent and how can even the end customer benefit from open banking in their day-to-day lives? Do we have 20 minutes or we have a couple of hours? No, joke aside. Uh, um, Unfortunately, yeah. we don't have two hours, but make your best <laughs> of it. <laughs> so there are uh, various uh, aspects uh, for which uh, the social impact uh, of uh, open banking will be quite unique. If you look from a very simple and tangible one on the payment side, uh, with the account-to-account payment, you can initiate a transfer from your bank account directly. And uh, as you know, when you do a wire transfer, there are no costs associated to the transaction and the money is settled instantly. Within a few seconds, the money arrives on the other side. So if you think from a merchant's perspective, at the moment, every time you pay anything in your life on a daily basis, your coffee, your tube, your Amazon delivery, there are on average 2% of cost with the merchant. So if this cost could be safe, we would all be 2% richer because the merchants could transfer some of this benefit to us. This is just a very numerical example. If you look on the other side, uh, from a consumer perspective, uh, if we are in an economic situation where people are struggling, understanding the financial situation better by putting together the various bank accounts they might have, uh, their saving and their loan all in one place and being able to be educated on how to use uh, finance as a tool to live better, definitely every consumer could benefit. From a SME and corporate perspective, uh, access to capital, and also from a personal perspective, access to capital is becoming more and more important. If you are a small business and you need a, uh, a small loan uh, to maybe bridge to the next month, uh, being able to receive it in a few minutes or few hours rather than a week or two could be the difference between you going out of business. So working capital and more effective lending, even bespoke lending are all things that open banking can support and we know will have a social impact. So fascinating. Thank you. This absolutely makes the report even more relevant in this specific time. To conclude, Stefano, I would like to ask you if you had to share one single action or the top priority to support growth and adoption of open banking at the European level, what would be your call to action? This is a difficult one because it depends who am I asking it to. If I'm asking it to the wider audience, uh, is uh, believing open banking is a force for good 
and uh, start embracing it uh, and develop product on top of this technology. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Stefano, for sharing your insights. And I hope to catch up again soon. Gaia, thank you so much and have a great rest of the day.